It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Will take the puck behind its own net. Hash will just let the clock bleed out. The crowd rises to its feet as the horn sounds on the Indy Fuel's 5-2 victory over the Fort Wayne Comets. The Fuel now 5-1-1 in the season series against Fort Wayne. And they take five out of a possible six points on this homestand. The Fuel players pour off the bench to congratulate Zach Driscoll, who made 21 saves and won a fight tonight. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast, the official podcast of the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. Glad you've joined us for the first pod of 2024. We've got a lot to look back on as last week, the Indy Fuel had a busy week playing four games, getting points in three, going two, one, and one in those contests. And of course, three of those in front of sellout crowds at home, the Fuel with four consecutive sellouts to close 2023. And also the Fuel have made a bunch of moves as well as is pretty typical in the ECHL. You often see lots of roster movement and uh, this week has certainly been no exception. A couple of high profile moves have been made as well. We'll get you into those a little bit later on in the program. We'll also hear from Fuel defenseman Trevor Zins, forward Kyle Maksimovich, and forward Anthony Petrozelli later on in the program as we chatted with them during the games last week. So the fuel, as we note, take five out of a possible eight points last week in a four games and five days stretch. And they're going to begin 2024 primarily on the road as this weekend, the first weekend of 2024, they're in Norfolk for three games starting Friday, January 5th. And continuing Saturday and Sunday, the start times change each day. 7 o'clock Friday, 6 o'clock Saturday, and 3 o'clock Sunday. The Fuel will return briefly for a home game on Wednesday, the 10th, against the Toledo Walleye for some Wednesday night hockey. And then they'll hit the road again the following weekend as they will play two games in Wheeling and one in Toledo before returning home to play a number of home games the last half of the month, and those are going to be some pretty big promotional nights as well for the Fuel. So a lot going on here with this hockey team as we flip the calendar to 2024, and as we noted, the Fuel last week, number one, a little bit of franchise news. They made some moves and probably most notably signing forward Brett Bulmer, who had been playing in Germany. He's a veteran, 31 years old, and he was a draft pick in the Minnesota Wild back in 2010. And he has played a little bit in the National Hockey League, 17 games all for the Wild early in his career, starting the 2011-12 season, his rookie year, and continuing through the 2015-16 season in some spots. Also has played in their organization with Houston of the American Hockey League, Iowa as well. And then since 2016 has primarily been in Europe, playing in Finland, Germany, Britain, and has spent uh, the first part of this season in Germany where he had 40 points in 29 games for the Tilburg Trappers. And he has played one season in the ECHL. That was the 2017-18 year where he had 42 points and 23 goals in 70 games for the Florida Everblades. And 
Then, as we mentioned, went back to Europe. In uh, 2021, he led the league in Germany in goals and was the player of the year. And also in his year in the ECHL, won a Brabham Cup with the Florida Everblades and played in the Kelly Cup Finals. So he's a guy who's got a lot of really good experience. He scored a lot of goals. He's uh, played 203 games in the American Hockey League. He's been a 20-goal scorer in the ECHL. And right now, that's what the Fuel are looking for, a little bit more scoring, a little bit more offense in their game. They've been doing a lot of things right, but the puck just has not been going in the net as much as you would like to see out of this hockey team. So hopefully adding Brett Bulmer, a veteran presence, a very good player, um, and somebody who, as we mentioned, he's played a lot in Europe, but he's been a big, big scorer in Europe and has been a 20-goal scorer in the ECHL as well. We'll hopefully provide some uh, of that offensive touch for this hockey team. Also, the Fuel received Andrew Parrott back from the Rockford Ice Hogs. He played opening weekend for the Fuel and then has spent much of the rest of the year in Rockford, and he is a solid young defenseman. And the Fuel as well saw Mitchell Weeks and Kyle Maksimovich called up to the Rockford Ice Hogs as well as Kale Howarth, who had four goals and an assist in his brief stint with the Fuel that lasted a couple of weeks. But every time Howie is in Indy, he makes a tremendous impact. And so good luck to those guys as they head up to the American Hockey League and the Fuel as well, receiving a few guys back in return. And the Brett Bulmer signing is going to be a big one here for the second half of the season. Also, goaltender Mitchell Weeks has been named the Indy Fuels Player of the Month. He had back-to-back shutouts on December 22nd and 27th, shutting out the Kalamazoo Wings on the 22nd, and then the Wheeling Nailers 1-0 to on the 27th. And he had a 129-minute and 53-second shutout streak. That's the second-longest shutout streak in team history. It's the first time a goaltender has posted back-to-back shutouts, and his four career shutouts tie the franchise record for shutouts by a goaltender in an Indy Fuel sweater. So congratulations to Mitchell Weeks, the Indy Fuel's goaltender of the month, 4-0-2 in net since Thanksgiving with those back-to-back shutouts. So let's take a look back at last week's game and Mitchell Weeks on Wednesday turned in an absolute gem. He stopped 22 shots as the fuel defeated the Wheeling Nailers one to nothing. Sam Ruffin's power play goal turned out to be the difference. Tried to play it up to the point, picked off by Adamo. Wheeling may have numbers. Adamo shorthanded across the fuel line, shoots, and misses high. Lively carom all the way out to neutralize, taken by Ruffin across the wheeling line. Into the right wing circle, hits Maksimovich to Sintarame. In front, Sam Ruffin scores. Tick, tack, goal. The fuel lead at one to nothing. It is Sam Ruffin's first professional goal as he drove the center lane the fuel brought it in three on one after the shorthanded bid from Adamo went high they brought it in three on one Ruffin started the play fed it to the middle and then just continued to drive the center lane Maksimovich fed it over to the left side and then Ruffin just continued to go to the goal, took the feed from Sintarame, redirected it into the net. Power play goal for the 11th time in 13 games. The Fuel lead at one to nothing. But it was goaltender Mitchell Weeks who stole the show in net 
as a lot of his 22 saves were big ones as he posted his second consecutive shutout. Headman to Martell, who has a breakaway shot, glove save, Weeks, he covers for a whistle. Centering pass, and a great save made by Weeks on Koopman. Puck loose in front, Weeks is trying to find it, he finally does and covers. Koopman had a redirection in front, Weeks put the toe out and made a save. To Seamus Mullen, poked off of his stick by Svekovsky. He'll try to spin transition the other way. De Rousseau has a step on the D. Bottom of the circle, tries to stuff it past Weeks, who holds the fort with a pad. Oh, who now takes a drop pass, right point. Diagonal feed in front, and Weeks makes a tremendous save on Hamelock. Here comes Davis Bunn, shorthanded breakaway, and Weeks makes a pad save as Bunn's trying to go to the five hole. Adamo wins it, Svekovsky at the point. Takes it to the middle. Shoots. Blocked. Loose in the slot. Svekovsky gets to it. Fires high. The horn sounds. The fuel win. Well, Wheeling got the look they wanted. Svekovsky, a excellent goal scorer in the slot. But he missed it high. And the fuel went at one nothing over the Wheeling Nailers. Mitchell Weeks with his second shutout in as many starts. And the fourth of his career... The Fuel players pour off the bench to congratulate their goaltender as they win it one to nothing. So the Fuel knocking off Wheeling one to nothing, and then on Friday, game 25 of the year was their first non-division game of the season as they took on the Jacksonville Icemen. The Fuel trailed two different times in that game and rallied both times to send the game to overtime before falling three to two on Olivier Nadeau's overtime winner at 4:43 of the extra session. Matt Cairns scored his first goal for the Fuel since December 30th of last year when he was playing for the Cincinnati Cyclones against the Fuel. And so he must like playing in late December at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. But this time, for the good guys, this goal tied the game at one. Blot along the left wing boards. Backhands it in behind the net for Ruffin. Right to center, gets the puck again, feeds it into the left circle. Cairn steps into one. He scores! Good work by Sam Ruffin below the goal line, and he found Matt Cairns with some open ice at the top of the left wing circle. He was able to skate into one and fire a wrist shot past Vernon to tie the game at one. It was really good work by Sam Ruffin to set that up. Ryan Gagne also scored in the third period, did not the game. And Zach Driscoll came up big time and time again, making 38 saves, including stopping a penalty shot in overtime. But the fuel ended up falling 3-2 to two in the extra session. Saturday night, the Fort Wayne Comets came to town, and it was a wild game. A tame, scoreless first period saw... Things completely change in the second period, starting with Cam Hillis and Kyle Maksimovich scoring 45 seconds apart to give the Fuel a 2-0 lead. Here comes Andrew Ballant. Drop pass Maksimovich to the slot. Feeds it across. Shot score! The Fuel. The beautiful play off the rush. And the extra pass comes to Cam Hillis at the left side of the day. He hammers it home. The Fuel lead at one to nothing. Fuel 
Have the puck. Here's a feed ahead. Maksimovich right circle. Cuts the middle. Shoots. Scores! Kyle Maksimovich! Took an aerial feed from Colin Bielek. Brought it up the right side. Cut right to the middle. Had time to pick his corner. And backhands it past Brochu. The fuel lead it 2 to nothing. 21 seconds after Maksimovich's goal, Carl Berglund scored for Fort Wayne, but Maksimovich answered at 11.51 of the second to give the Fuel a 3-1 advantage. D-to-D to Centurama, who takes it off the right wing boards, headmans it right to the tape of Bielek. Across the Fort Wayne line, Hillis across Maksimovich, he scores! Kyle Maksimovich! Two goals and an assist! In the middle of the second period, the Fuel lead at 3-1. to one. There's Centurame, a quick up to Bielek. He was being checked, but zipped a pass all the way from the right wing boards to Maksimovic, who was at the dot in the left circle for a quick one-timer. But what stole the show was a goalie fight in the final minute of the second period. It started with a scrum around the Fort Wayne net, and Fort Wayne's goaltender Brett Brochu got tangled up with Brian Lemos. So Zach Driscoll skated all the way down the ice to challenge Brochu, and this resulted. And ahead of the goalies are going to go. Brochu and Driscoll. Brochu pulls off the mask. Tries to land a right. Driscoll trying to land a bunch of laps. Brochu gets a right in. Driscoll lands water two, three. Brochu misses with an uppercut. Tries to land one on Driscoll's back. The linesman intervene on the goalie fight. Fort Wayne drew within a goal midway through the third on a power play by Tara Linden, but Indy answered with two goals 16 seconds apart from Santino Centurame and Kale Howarth to put away a 5-2 victory. Deflected by Chase on into the Indy end. Maksimovich has it short two-foot pass to Cam Hillis, allows the fuel to exit the zone. Hillis gains the Fort Wayne line. Bielek hits the trailer. Maksimovich to Centurame. One-timer score! Santino Centurame fires a one-timer from just inside the blue line. The fuel have restored a two-goal lead. It's 4-2. to two. Kyle Maksimovich had two goals and two assists in that game. Colin Bielek had four assists as well. Belix four assists tie a franchise record for most assists in a game. Also, it was the first time two Fuel players had four points in the same game since Logan Nelson and Mike and Lil did so back on March 30th of 2018 against the Kansas City Mavericks. It was the first four-point game since Kim Hillis had five points in a game on February 4th of last year against Kansas City. So the Fuel enter 2024 just one point out of a playoff spot with games in hand over the teams ahead of them. And they'll be outside the division for a good chunk of the first part of the new year as they play three games in Norfolk. Then it's back to division play for a Wednesday night home game January 10th against Toledo. And then three more on the road at Wheeling and Toledo the following weekend before the Fuel will return home for four consecutive games, January 19th and 20th against Kalamazoo and Toledo, then the following weekend, the 26th and 27th, against the Iowa Heartlanders, all at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And then the Fuel will hit the road again for the first week of February, where they'll take on Kalamazoo, three in Newfoundland, and then three at home against Atlanta on February 8th, 9th, and 10th. 
As we mentioned, the Fuel has some big promotional dates coming up. January 19th will be our 10th anniversary celebration night presented by Indiana Farmers Insurance. January 20th, Star Wars night as the Fuel take on Toledo. Then the following weekend, the 26th, USAC Racing Night and Do 317 Night. And the 27th is Blackhawks Night, both of those games against the Iowa Heartlanders. Let's meet our guests on this edition of Under the Hood. Our first conversation was with Fuel defenseman Trevor Zins. Trevor played briefly for the Fuel last season and then was their first signing in the offseason, has had a really solid start to the season, including scoring his first professional goal a couple of weekends ago in Kalamazoo. So here is our conversation with Fuel defenseman Trevor Zins. Trevor, a couple of days off, opportunity to go back home. Uh, how's the how's the Christmas and the uh, the break for you? Well, it was good. Um, always nice to have that little time with family and friends and celebrating the good holiday of Christmas. And um, you know, it's always nice to have that time. But it's, but when you come back as a team, it's fun to see everyone again and to see how the Christmas was. So this morning was a lot of fun, like catching up and seeing the boys again. So we're ready to rock tonight. Well, last Friday, you had a chance to score your first pro goal. What was that uh, like, and how'd that come about? Uh, you know, it's really good feeling you know you, you always want to have that and when it comes it's kind of shocking it's like wow it just happened you know so that's kind of what I thought at the time and uh you know the boys were playing well that period and getting pucks in that and just squirted out and I had a chance to throw it back on that while the goalie was a little screened and went in so it's good good feeling uh, always good when you see that uh the, the net move right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. see a little space in the net to score yeah yeah, yeah. what um as you've gone through the season, it just seems like your game has gotten better and better. Just kind of describe your comfort level as a rookie as the learning curve just kind of gets smaller and smaller each game. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I've always been that type of player that, that kind of develops at a, little, a slower pace. But um, when I get comfortable each and every game and, and learn from my mistakes and learn from little details that the coaches can point out, it, it just helps me grow as a player. And I'm just thankful that I can get coached by some other great coaches on our team like Dunks and, and Schmoke. so just listening to them and having their insight on how I can develop is really nice and I just take it and learn from it and go so it's nice. I was going to mention having a couple of guys who are skills coaches yeah. like yeah. those guys are for somebody who's in you know you and in all the first year players, you know how important is that to have somebody who can really work on the finer details of the game to lean on? Yeah, taking the time to just help every single one of us is really important, just to grow as a player and develop. And I just appreciate that very much. And uh, taking that time to help me grow is very nice of them to do. And just thank them for that. You were the first player to sign with this team in the off season. Now, what was it that brought you back to Indy? Uh, my time last year was was uh, amazing. They welcomed me and uh, just. The, the confidence that they had in me when I was here after school was great and just how they think I'm a, a pretty solid player and just having that confidence from the coaching staff and, and, the, and the guys I met last year who are a lot of them are still here today just, just know that I can play is very nice to know that and uh, it's a no-brainer to come back and just it's a great spot to develop and, and just grow here and it's a lot of fun because the group, group of guys that we have is great and the coaches are great and just the fans as well it's fun it's a lot of fun to be here what did you learn from that six game stint you had here last year that you took into the offseason uh, it, it's it's a big step from college, and then taking that to to the off season is just the little details I need to to get a little bigger and stronger, and, and just work on things that would help me coming into the season. So it's nice to get a little taste of that going in. So it's not as like eye opening at the start of the year here as my rookie year, but uh, like I said, just every single game you play, you pick up little things and develop um, further down the road or the next game and stuff like that. So it's good. 
what uh, what do you consider to be the best part of your game right now? Um, my best part is probably just making simple plays, hard plays, and uh, just just trusting my my feet and my skating, and just uh, just trusting myself out there. Honestly, I, I feel like I'm I'm confident in trusting what I can do out there and making those plays, and just having that right now is really good for me. This team's kind of a rarity in that it's loaded with a lot of right shot defensemen, so you have to play your offside a lot. What is that like? Um, honestly, I, I like playing it. I, I, it's uh, it's a little challenging at times when there's certain areas of the ice that you're on your offhand, but um, other than that, it's it's fun to go out there and experience a different type of angle when you're out there. And, and, uh, it's nice of them to trust me that I can play that side as well. And so it's nice to play either side. It's pretty good. Yeah, in college, I know you were part of helping St. Thomas transition from Division three to Division one. What was that like? Uh, it's pretty cool to, to be looked on as like a leader in some way of bringing a culture to a program that needs to build culture right at the Division one level. So coming into that was very fun to just have a little bit of leadership role as well as just playing and getting a lot more playing time than I was at the previous spot. So it was just all in all just a great spot and a, a great opportunity that I was thankful for. It, growing up in Minnesota, it's you know, hockey is such a big part of the culture. How did that develop you as a hockey player? You know, it's all my friends and everyone around me just love playing the game, even if it's just on the ponds. You know, everyone wanted to play in the ponds and just have fun. And, and that just helped me get that competitive edge of just wanting to play it on the ice as well. And, and growing up and just having the right people around me just to push me was really good because a lot of people in Minnesota just push each other. and it's Yeah. So. I know your fate's very important to you. I see the, the cross on your uh, st- on the knob of your yeah. stick, uh, y- your involvement with the Three Nails Clothing Company. How can you use hockey as a vehicle to share that? Um, I just look at it as... Um, it's it's a, it's a gift that I've been blessed with by God, and and um, it's it's for me to use it to grow others in faith as well. And and a lot of the times there's up and downs in, in sports, as everyone knows. There's you're on a winning streak, you're on a losing streak, stuff like that. So just always having that present sound of foundation of faith, and just trusting in Him that He has a plan for everyone. It's hopefully I can share that with my teammates and, and those watching, and even the fans if they can see that. And just trying my best to just to share the gospel. It's fun to do and like you said that three nails company is it's fun to just kind of show off the, the faith with some good style clothing and a lot of guys ask sometimes when i wear it so it's kind of cool well trevor thank you so much good luck tonight thank you so much that is trevor zenz our next conversation is with forward kyle maximovich who has since been called up to the rockford ice hogs and he has had a really solid start to the season with the fuel, which earned himself that call up, including two goals and two assists on Saturday night against Fort Wayne. He was one of two fuel players that had four points in that game. Colin Bielik was the other. And this interview happened before that game, but it's a conversation with second year fuel forward Kyle Maximovich. Kyle, we're finally seeing a team that is not a division team. What is it like for you when you've been playing the same teams a lot and you get a chance to see somebody different uh, lining up across from you? Uh, it's good. I mean, it's exciting to play a new team, and uh, especially when you play the same team over and over. It yeah. gets a little repetitive, but um, I think just to see how you match up with the rest of the league is is a good task and a good challenge for us, and uh, I guess we'll see that tonight. And we also have the, the advantage of seeing our old teammate Luke Brown on uh, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. So. so I know Luke likes to get under people's skin. Is it yeah. kind of helpful knowing that uh, you know his game a little bit? Uh, 
I don't know about knowing his game, <laughs> but uh, he was actually my roommate last okay. year, so uh, try and crack a couple jokes with him, see if he can uh, uh, keep a smile out there and lay off me a little bit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Is uh, your season has gone on? Just gonna describe how your first full pro season has been so far for you. Uh, it's good. It's been a bit of an adjustment, obviously, going from 30 game schedule where I was mm-hmm. before into a 72 game schedule, and I think all the guys have been uh, pretty welcoming and you know helping with that transition, especially a couple of the older guys. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a grind sometimes, you know, when you play these uh, four and fives or, or three and threes. So I think that that was a big adjustment. But besides that, you know, I've been finding some chemistry with line mates and uh, the, the boys have been very welcoming. So. Well, you mentioned that your college schedule, you're essentially playing Friday and Saturday, right? Now you're yeah. adding Wednesdays and Sundays to that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a big change. Definitely a big change. What's, uh, as you've kind of gone through the year, you mentioned chemistry with line mates. Last few games, you've been skating with uh, Cam Hillis and Colin Bielek. Describe the chemistry you guys have and playing with a couple of guys who are playmakers like they are. Yeah, I think they're both uh, tremendous players, and um, you know you see their game excel right now. And obviously, Cam Hillis is an amazing player, and the same with Colin Bielek. It's it's nice to know, uh, you know just trying to get there and get open for those guys and seeing how Cam uh, Hellas carries the puck and you know, with uh, Beals' shot, it's it's great. So, you know, if you find Beals in the slot, he's more than not going to put it in the back of the net. I know the uh, you were a big part of the, the goal on Wednesday night that turned out to be the game winner, but that play seemed to be a lot of this sport, being able to make quick decisions and you laying the puck off to Santino that led to all three of you doing your jobs led to a goal. Yeah, I think you got to give a lot of credit to uh, Citro there, you know, playing the two-on-one. Uh, you know, they were shorthanded around the power play and then turned the puck up ice, and it was just good passing play. You know, everybody was ready for the puck, and uh, credit to Ruffin, too, stopping at the net there and, and getting his first pro goal. What, uh, what did you gain from that stint you had last year at the end of the season, especially as well playing in the playoffs? I think uh, just getting a taste of, of pro hockey, I think. Uh, it's tough coming in and transitioning from, from college into this, so getting that taste and obviously getting to know some of the guys, like a good core group of the guys are back uh, this year from, from that last year playoff run they had. So, What have you enjoyed most about being in Indy so far? Uh, what do I enjoy? I think you know, the fans are great. The fans are very energetic. I mean, you see people standing over the glass screaming at other uh, uh, the opponent, the opposing team. So I think the passion from the fans and uh, just the warm welcome from you know the team and the coaching staff and everything. Uh, you had options coming out of college. What was it that drew you to the, to the Ice Hogs, the, the fuel of the Blackhawks organization? Um, I previously had a little stint in junior with the Ice Hogs and mm-hmm. kind of kept in contact. Um, and things just worked out. And I'm happy to be here, so it's been great. You spent several years in the Ontario Hockey League. How did that, and especially that pro-style schedule, but also the level of players you're playing with and against, help prepare you for your professional career? Uh, definitely, I think the schedule uh, was one thing that helps prepare you for pro with the, the busy busy games and that is I had a little four-year hiatus going down to, going to college. and. Um, yeah, I think you know there's a lot of high-level talent, skill, and, and junior, and I think that helps transition to the program or into the pro game. Uh, dealing with that here, what are your goals for for this season and beyond? I uh, want to do well as a team first, obviously. Um, 
yeah, I haven't really thought that, that far, just, just getting through the year. Our third guest is a veteran, Anthony Petrozelli, who was playing in his 350th ECHL game this weekend. Most of those have been with Fort Wayne, although he signed with Jacksonville and was traded to the Fuel in a Thanksgiving Day trade and has been a mainstay in the Fuel lineup. A really, really solid player, three-zone guy who has a nose for the net as well. And so here is our conversation with Fuel Forward, Anthony Petrozelli. Anthony, I know you're facing a team that you played with for six seasons. What is it like uh, for you to line up and see that fireball on the opposite side of uh, of, of the face-off dot as opposed to those guys being your teammates? Well, obviously the first time it was, uh, it was a little bit of a different look, yeah. uh, you know, not really expecting it, but, you know, it, it is part of pro hockey and, you know, the fact now that I'm over here with Indy, it's, uh, it's been fun. And being traded midseason, what's that like for a player, and how have you enjoyed being in Indy this last month? Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's tough. You know, no one ever truly wants to be traded, but you know, you know, you get lucky enough to end up in a situation here like Indy, where you got great people, good coaching, and you know, great facilities and stuff like that. It, it ends up being awesome, and so you know, I'll have to uh, kind of tip my hat to uh, my wife. You know, she's the one that you know it really comes down to, and mm-hmm. you know, she does a good job making sure everything's packed up, ready to go, and so holds us together. Yeah, and back in the division, when you're coming to a new team, how much is it? How much does it help having familiarity with the division, with the ranks, with uh, and even as opponents with, with some of the guys you're playing with now? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of familiar faces here within this division. It yeah. doesn't really change a whole lot year to year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's still guys playing in this that was here when I was here, my very first year. Yeah. So, uh, no, it makes it definitely easier. You always have a little bit of a different uh, different way you go about your game day, depending mm-hmm. on what rank you're at. So, when you're here and familiar with things, it makes it easier. What's... Uh, What's been your favorite thing about being an indie so far? Uh, the people, honestly. You know, it's a, it's a great it's a great locker room we have in there. You know, it's uh, all the guys been very welcoming, and you know, being familiar with guys like you know Brian Lemos and just playing against all of them. You know, the guys you used to go to battle against every night, and you know, kind of getting to know them personally. It's been awesome, and they've been very welcoming. And the coaching staff and ownership, they, they've been nothing but awesome with me so far. You started the year, you and Lemos in uh, in Britain. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely an experience. Uh, there was a little bit of a culture shock and change, and uh, so you know, ultimately it didn't work out. But no, it was it was a cool experience getting to see the different part of the world. And when you're facing a former team like you did last night, like you're you're doing tonight, so you're just a little bit of extra juice uh, that you bring. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you always want to you always want to prove a point to your yeah. old team, and uh, you know you want to come out on top of those two points. What's uh, you come from the Seattle area? Just kind of describe how you grew up as a hockey player in the Pacific Northwest, and how that led you to uh, eventually to Vermont and, and to the pros. Yeah, I mean, hockey was uh, never really that big when I was growing up. Uh, there's kind of that boom right now going on with the Seattle Kraken. So my dad, he's uh, he's from the Midwest area. He grew up a big Blackhawks fan and everything, actually. So uh, he kind of instilled that in me and would take me out to the rinks and everything when I was younger. And eventually just kind of stuck with it. Did a lot of my minor hockey in British Columbia, driving back and forth. So uh, I ended up playing junior hockey in Alberta and committed to Vermont. And then uh, from there, I found my way into the pros. You've won championships pretty much at every level in junior and obviously won a Kelly Cup a couple of years ago. Just describe the experience of doing that, but also as a uh, as a veteran player, how you, 
that helps you, kind of, especially mentor younger guys. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, winning a championship at any level is not easy. So, I mean, you got to take what you can from uh, each experience. You know, the, the Kelly Cup being during the COVID year, and you know, I think we actually ended up playing Indy something like twenty-four times, and uh, you know, that kind of turned into a little bit of a war every once yeah. in a while. But no, you take from things like that. You know, just the the struggles of going through the year, and you know, different things like you know the all the types of restrictions and stuff that were happening during the COVID that made it difficult and, you know, the obstacles you have to overcome, it, it helps uh, kind of build you as a, as a pro and a human being and you can help uh, instill those kind of experience upon the younger guys that when adversity hits, it's, it's not that hard to deal. Mm-hmm. And as a hockey player, how have you grown in your six, seven years as a professional and how has your game kind of continued to improve? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it, just like you said, uh, being in the league so long, experience, and getting to know different teams. I mean, most teams, they, they tend to play the same type of way and uh, throughout the year. So you kind of you learn to play against that. And then, you know, the fact that, you know, I've been playing for so long and you learn how to take care of the body under this grueling schedule. There's 72 games where you're playing three, four, sometimes five times in a, in a week. So. Yeah. yeah, this week kind of being a great example of that. But uh, you mentioned – the boom here with the Kraken. How much has that changed the hockey scene in Seattle with the NHL coming and just the tremendous fan support that they have that seems to have just grown the game at all levels? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been awesome to see. I mean, there's always, you know, Seattle's done well supporting their sports team, whether it be, you know, MLB, NFL. Um, there's pretty good support for the NBA that ended up leaving, but... No, it's it's been cool to see. I was actually able to go back there this summer and see the facilities that the Kraken have built. Like it's awesome, three sheet arena. That's just a beautiful place, and uh, they're doing a great job, kind of you know showing the the youth what it's all about and trying to get more people involved. And they're doing a great job making it accessible to everyone. So I think that's been the the biggest thing. And you know if you can continue to grow the game, it'll be just more players. I know you've probably played more games against this franchise than anybody not named Justin Taylor. What were your impressions of this team as an opponent, and maybe how did that change? when you came here? Well, I mean, I've always thought, you know, playing against Indy was always tough. It's uh, it's a team that's always done well protecting their net front, been tough to get across their blue line. So, um, you know, it's kind of a, d- a defensively uh, stingy team. I mean, it, overall, there's not a whole lot of goals allowed against Indy. So it was, uh, you know, coming in here, it was kind of, you know, nice knowing that, hey, we got the defensive side locked down. And it seems like our offense here, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, you know, high-powered offense that can score. And so it's it's been it's been cool to be a part of it and actually uh, be on this side. You uh, grew up a Blackhawks fan. Uh, what's it been like for you being in the organization now? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you know, you, it's uh, something that kind of gets overlooked. Like, mm-hmm. you forget about the silly affiliation mm-hmm. stuff. But, I mean, it does play a big part in it. And, you know, it didn't really hit me until uh, we got in the locker room my first day and you got the Blackhawks sticker on the back of your helmet. I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, growing up growing up a Blackhawks fan, everything finally getting to be a part of their organization. But, no, yeah, it's, it's been really cool. That's Anthony Petrozelli joining us on this edition of the Under the Hood podcast. Want to thank him as well as Trevor Zins and Kyle Maximovich for joining us. And also thank you for listening. Again, the Indy Fuel on the road this weekend, but next week, Wednesday, January 10th, at home against the Toledo Walleye, and then home again Friday and Saturday, each of the last two weekends in January. Get your tickets at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office or at Ticketmaster.com. That'll do it for this edition of Under the Hood. This is Andrew Smith, the voice of the fuel, saying so long. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, 
keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.